Welcome to the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. I'm Jennifer Edmonds. I'm a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, meditation and breathwork coach. And for the last 15 years, I've been helping women on their journeys to motherhood and beyond. This is the podcast that blends both science and spirit with everything you need to know as you navigate your fertility journey. If you're looking for a way to support your physical health, your mental health, reduce anxiety and reclaim some joy back into your life to make the process of trying to conceive feel easier, then you've come to the right place. I'll show you how to apply the latest scientific research along with your energy and mindset to provide you with all the tools you need as you're trying to conceive. This is the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. So I met Stacey about a year ago and she was in the depths of her own fertility journey. She'd been through multiple losses, an unsuccessful IVF cycle, and she was really struggling with how to navigate moving forwards. She was at the point where she just decided she needed to take a break. And this is where we met. We connected with our stories are quite similar. And we were both into the idea of being able to surrender on your fertility journey. And I know that this is a big word and it is so much harder to do than it sounds. But I think that she gives a really good description in this chat today of how she was able to do that. And she also goes through how her spirituality and her practices of meditation, breathwork, mindfulness, and yoga really played a part in helping her to regulate her nervous system and not just get closer to that positive pregnancy test, but also to making her life feel more manageable and more joyful again. Stacy is now the proud and beautiful mama of a two and a half month old little baby girl. And I hope that her story provides you with some hope and some inspiration as to what's possible for you as well. So here's Stacy. Stacy, I'm so excited to have you here. How are you, you doing? Doing great. <laughs> doing good. That's so lovely to see you smiling and just to connect with you after such a long time. For those who don't know you, can we start a little bit about you and your journey? Where does your journey start? How did you come to meeting me and to where we are now? I, um, about a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, I, um, didn't know there was a whole community that existed out there for support for miscarriages, infertility, going through treatments. You always feel pretty alone. You think that you're the only one going through it, but then there's thousands of, of people that I've met that are going through it. And I really came on this page to try to, and even for my own self, not stop life because of loss, which is so easy to do. You know, you lose track of time and, you know, everything else. And, you feel like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything because you're not getting what you want at that time. So I really tried to work through that. And, you know, I even worked through it myself. Um, I came across your page when I was looking for resources and tools to enhance my fertility. You know, I, I didn't know yoga could play a part in it or, you know, the meditations and just all of it, it you know. So it was nice. Uh, to come across that. And again, your energy is great with it. What you do for the community is great. So it just, it flowed, flowed very well. Oh, thank you. I felt like that when I met you, you know, you have a bit of a story, which we can go into if you're comfortable sharing. Yeah. You just had this lovely energy, you know, like 
it just resonated so much with me and I think it does with so, so many people that you might have met within this community as well. So can we start at the beginning of your journey? What did your fertility story look like? Where did you begin? Well, the first loss I experienced was in September of 2021. Yes, it it all, honestly, it all seems like a blur when you're going through it, the dates. I was like, okay, I, you didn't really you hear miscarriage, but you don't understand it or really feel it until you go through it. So I was like, okay. So then on that point, I was like on Google, okay, it says it won't happen again. It's, you know, the odds of it are slim. Well, come January of 2022, I experienced my second one. And I was like, okay, you know, here we go. Now I'm going to start fertility treatments because of my age too. Everybody's like, oh, it could be the quality of your egg. And I'm like, okay, well, I feel like I eat, I work out, I do everything right. I can only go so far with this whole quality issue. (laughs) You know, I do have low AMH. So that was another factor. They were like, oh, you know, you're really only getting one or two eggs possibly that drop each month. I'm like, okay. So I started fertility treatments. Um, We did IUI, didn't work, did two of those, did a round of IVF. I got no eggs retrieved, which was more infuriating than anything else going through all that. So I was like, okay, let me take a little bit of a break. We tried again on our own, got pregnant. And in August of 2022, went through another miscarriage. So I was like, okay, now I'm just really taking a break. I need to just, you know, let it all go. But that's when I came on and created the Soul Mama page and found support resources, an entire world that I wish I knew a year you know, prior to that, really. So that's where that was. And then I, I, you know, was seeing a new fertility doctor, but in between there, I went to like a holistic MD who, you know, uses medications only depending on like what you have. And she found that I had two infections in my body. My thyroid wasn't optimal for pregnancy, like getting pregnant. So I got that all adjusted. I also started your program and my whole body just re-regulated completely. And we got pregnant in December on our own. Yep. I'm just about to start. We had a failed IAY in Thanksgiving. And then I was like, okay, let me just try a natural cycle, but monitored by the, by the clinic, you know, and before because then the next step was IVF again and I'm like it's it's just so hard IVF is so hard and I wanted to just see what would happen and it was like the spontaneous pregnant like we were not expecting it at all whatsoever we weren't expecting it and she she's here safely thank god um and about two and a half months old now oh I love your story so much and it it really probably the reason that I really resonated with you is kind of reminds me of my journey a little bit as well you know I had a lot of the same issues medical kind of issues that you did and I got so frustrated with the medical system and the lack of holistic support and you know you say you went to a natural ND to have a look at things in a little bit more detail I just I get so frustrated that these things are not one of the first points of call Whereas IVF does seem to be the first point of call. Did you feel frustrated with this system? And how did you feel then when you came across this more mindful approach? I felt very frustrated, you know, because I got a call. It's like, okay, well, we'll do it again. And it's like, okay, well, you do it again and again and again. And it's hard because you're going through with the meds. 
which takes its toll on you in itself, financially, emotionally, and physically. And the infections that she found were, it was Bartonella and like a mycoplasma. So it was like walking pneumonia, pretty much. I didn't, I didn't even know that I had because I felt healthy. Um, and the other one was like from a mosquito bite or a tick bite or something that I had that I didn't even know that I had. And nobody checked for that. Nobody checked for limes, like these causing all this inflammation in my body, which could be, you know, they can't guarantee it, but that could be a huge part as to why the pregnancies never held because my body was attacking it thinking, you know, it was a foreign. Mm. So it was, it was beyond frustrating because here I went almost like half a year, if not almost a whole year through loss and treatments. And it's just like, what the, what the hell, <laughs> you know, like, why wasn't this called? Why wasn't this checked? And then also too, it's hard because you advocate for yourself to get these things checked. And sometimes you get a pushback and, and that makes it even harder because now you're just like, okay, what do I, what do I do in so many different reasons? Money-wise, time-wise, it, it's just all of it. That's so true. And when you do advocate for yourself, and like you said, you get that pushback, it's like, well, what do I do now? And, you know, our society holds doctors up on this pedestal and they know so much and so much more than we do. And then we start to question ourselves. Okay, well, maybe I'm being overdramatic. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I don't need these things. And, you know, it just takes away that empowerment that we need when we're on this journey. Yeah. Uh, so I'm so happy to hear that you were able to find some strategies. And I, I think that's where it came in more with the with you know getting out there and advocating is like I changed doctors. I mean, and again, I'll never forget it. I was at the hospital. My OBGYN was like, "Listen, everybody and what they do and the reproductive endocrinologists in this area are all great. It really depends on who you vibe with." And I was like, you were exactly right. Cause I went to the next clinic and it was just much different. Like they were easier to talk to. They were open to helping like what I came in with. Cause at this point, you know, you're doing your own research, you're making your own protocols and you're going into them this time around saying, this is what I want to do. Like, what do you think? And then you tailor it from there. You know, you make it your own because when you first go into it, it's so like by the book. But you got to realize everybody, it's it's not black and white. This is There's no black and white in this area. It really, really not. Life, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I always joke with my students that we end up being reproductive endocrinologists after all this. It's like oh, I totally. never knew how much I would know about fertility yes. and reproductive health. <laughs> yep, exactly. Because you don't know what you don't know. And when, like you said, you're starting, you trust the doctor implicitly and it's like, well, okay, well, this is my issue. You're the expert. This is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And to give, you know, credit to doctors where it's due, I mean, they don't know how you're going to respond to treatment and they don't know exactly how your body is going to react to different medications. So it is a little bit of trial and error. And it's, it's very hard to like, you know, I was 38 when I conceived, I was 30 six when I had my first loss, 37, had another loss. So it's very hard because it's like, oh, it's your age. Oh, it's your low quantity. You know, here's what you can do to improve the quality of it. Like it did so many different factors. And that's why it's so easy to jump to IVF because it's like, okay, you, this is the easiest way to do it. But it, it's for me, it wasn't maybe for some that it is. But for me, it almost made me seem like I was getting less because I was so stressed <laughs> all the time. Isn't you know, that true. And that's something that we don't speak about enough. You know, the stress piece I think is is huge. And, you know, while it does 
I I believe impact fertility long term. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's so much more to to stress in general, you know, when it starts to impact every area of your life, you know, your work, your relationships, your sleep, your physical health. I mean, these are the things that are worthwhile addressing on their own, you know, not just because of fertility. And I think that I learned through like through the program too, like doing your courses that you do have to give your body a rest through this and different ways to manage the stress and regulating your nervous system because it's definitely so easy to not have a regulated nervous system through this journey at all whatsoever. You're not going to get it every day. That's just life, you know, but the more you work at it and the more you do it, it does show, it, it does make a difference. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. So how did you feel going into that last cycle? So you decided to have a little break, um, even though you had seen a new doctor and you thought, we're just going to give it a go. Let's try naturally. How did you feel going into that both sort of mentally and emotionally? Fearful. It's it's hard to not be fearful because it's like you want it so bad, but then you're so scared of it being taken away because it has been in the past. And then you get the positive pregnancy test and you're so happy that you get it, but then the fear sets in again. So it's really working through the fear and anxiety the whole time, even during the two week wait, even getting into that cycle, because you want to be so optimistic and so happy, but you're also knowing in the back of your head that not all, not everything ends happy, you know, and that's hard because you want to be happy. It's, it's a mind, it's totally a mind game. But I think for me, I was also not, I don't want to say not expecting because I was being monitored to see like when to do the trigger shot and all that stuff. And I got a call and the doctor was like, well, listen, this cycle you ovulated early, which I wasn't planning. Obviously, I kept track. I didn't know that I did either because I was like, well, I'm going to the doctor. Why am I going to keep track of something? But again, because I came off a medicated cycle before that, my cycle was messed up. So that's, again, that's what I learned through this was, okay, I come off of one, it's not going to be the same the next. And again, it's all trial and error, like you said, but, and, you know, mentally and emotionally, I was like, I was scared. I was fearful. And it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, and excited at the same time. Cause you, it's always like, okay, this, this could be it. This could be the cycle that gets us to where we want to be. And thank God. And thankfully it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, pregnancy after loss is no joke. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's no yeah. joke. And, you know, I get so many people asking me, like, you know, at what stage do you feel like you relaxed or, you know, felt confident in the pregnancy? Do you feel like you got to that stage? At that time, I felt like I did. Now that she's here, I feel like I didn't. <laughs> I felt like as much as I wasn't holding my breath, I was holding my breath. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to not enjoy my pregnancy, which I did. And I was happy and I did everything that I wanted to do. But at the same time, I was holding my breath and not realizing how much I was holding my breath again until she, till she came out. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to take a deep breath. Like I was finally breathing for the first time in, in nine months. Oh, Stacey, that's such a big thing to say. Gosh, I'm taking a deep breath with you as you say that. (laughs) I had the same experience. You know, I remember driving to the hospital with no cause for concern, but just thinking, I'm going to lose him. I'm going to lose him. And for no obvious reason, but gosh, the trauma of this stuff just stays with you, doesn't it? 
Absolutely. Like hearing the words, like we have a baby, I was like, okay. And then I was like, where's her, where's she crying? Like, you know, all these other things that run through your head while you're like, you know, I had a C-section. So why I was laying there, you know, it's like, okay, I could breathe. And then also too, you never want to admit why you're pregnant, that something can happen. And again, it's just one, it's a big mind game that you have to learn how to regulate in order to to live, to live life. You speak about the feeling of dysregulation a lot with your your journey prior to falling pregnant, which is obviously something that I am passionate about helping women with as well. How do you think it affected your fertility journey as you got further into it? I mean, no one goes into starting to try for a baby, you know, thinking, oh God, it's never going to happen. I'm so worried, you know, well, hopefully not many of us do that. But when it doesn't happen and when you start experiencing things like recurrent loss, it changes things enormously. So how did you find that affected your everyday life? I felt like I was like paralyzed. Like I didn't want to move. I didn't want to do anything until I knew that like, okay, I can get pregnant and stay pregnant. And every time it didn't happen and the failed pregnancy test or the losses, it kept pushing me back and pushing me back. And until my third loss, I was like, you know, I don't want to say use the word accept, but I was like, I have to be able to live life better than focusing on this so much. You know, like it is a huge focus in my life and that's what we wanted. And we were doing everything we possibly could, but I was also pushing like myself back, like just the way that I everything that I would do because it was all based around trying to get pregnant. And I was like, okay. Or if it was a loss, it was, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to get into bed. I just want to sit here and sulk. And, you know, for me, I didn't reach out for support for the first two, but my third one, I had people on dial. I was like, this is what's going on. And then I was able to get a check-in. And then that's when I was like, you know what? Like, I am able to reach out for help. I am starting to come out of my shell a little bit more. I am going to feel empowered. I'm not going to let these losses and the negative pregnancy tests define my life. And that's when it all just shifted for me. That's such an incredible point to make. You know, you get to that point where you you say, I still have to live my life, you know, and we can't let it dictate every moment of every day without it creating so many more issues than when we started. Did you find that it impacted your relationship as well? How did you guys get through that period? It was hard. Yeah. It, it, it's, I always say it's impossible not to, because you're both stressed. You both want the same end result and everybody processes the grief differently, the loss differently. And it's not just loss of like the pregnancy. It's a loss of like getting a negative test, the loss of, embryos or not getting embryos there's so many different complex emotions and that's another thing I learned through this journey that you there's so many you can have at the same time as well definitely did impact the relationship but we you know we made it through thank god and it even now having her it's made us stronger but also at the same time like holy shit look at what we've been through together (laughs) you know it's it's not easy it's not easy. I, I think that sometimes you just take a look back. Like, God, we we really went through the ringer. You know, there yes. was so much that 
people shouldn't have to go through. I mean, all of the grief and it's it's confronting. And you know, people go through difficult situations in so many other ways. There is something yes. very primal about fertility and loss, and it touches people on such a deep level. You know, it's it's hard to compare to to other issues that you've been through in your life. But I'm so so pleased to hear that you guys have come out the other end. Thank you. So when you took a break and you decided I really need to just focus on myself for a while, what sort of things did you notice shifting or changing within your life? I don't want to say happier. I was more content with surrendering and letting the unknown be unknown when I wasn't, you know, hyper-focused because I get hyper-focused. So by taking the break, I was able to just surrender more, be comfortable with the unknown and just get back to like daily living, like getting up to work out or going for a walk or, you know, meeting up with friends, like that, that type of stuff too. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that you miss parts of your old self through that until you're out with your friends and you're like belly laughing and you're like, Oh wait, I'm like, it's healthy to laugh. It's okay to do this still while being focused on getting pregnant and being healthy and being the best person and partner too. Cause there's so many different dynamics when you're going through infertility and loss, um, that you lose, you lose sight of. Mm, You do. And that word you used, surrender, which I think is possibly the hardest thing to do. Absolutely. How did you even come close to being able to do that? Having faith in the unknown, which is still not easy. I mean, one day I would surrender, the next day, like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I can't can't do this. And then I just had to accept that that's okay. Like, these are all normal behaviors, processing emotions. There's so much trauma that comes along with this and you just have to be happy with yourself. And that was a huge thing that, again, that you lose sight of is your own, your own self and your own self-worth knowing that this, again, going back to this doesn't define who you are in life. Mm. And you're right. I love that you pointed out that one day you can feel that you surrender really well. And then the next day it's out the window and, you know, you are hypervigilant and frustrated and angry and all, all of the emotions. Uh, how do you, how do you get to a place of knowing or trusting or believing that it's going to happen for you? How, how did you get to that place? Just going back with the faith and hoping and praying and wishing and everything else. And just saying like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I know that people say that and it doesn't happen. And it's, it's up to you to decide how you feel about that. Hmm. So you're quite spiritual, which I love. And I think one of the reasons I first connected with you was you posting a funny video about how many crystals you needed in your house, which I absolutely (laughs) love. (laughs) And I think my my house is really way too full of crystals as well. Um, But I just love watching how that aspect of things came into your journey. And do do you think that the practices of spirituality fit well with yoga and meditation? Oh, absolutely. Yes, Mm. most definitely. She has her own crystals in her room now. (laughs) She has like the stars and the moon, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I actually found out on 1212, like the portal, you know, um, that we could possibly be pregnant. And then four days later, I took a pregnancy test and I was. So that's why, like, for me, like more of like the energy and, you know, like you said, the spiritual aspect of it with the, like, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you feel that that was something that really helped you on your journey, being able to lean into that side of things? Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people, it's hard because it's like, oh, like, you know, does that make a difference? And and for me, it does. And for some, it's not going to. But for me, like being all into that and, you know, getting the crystals and the support and the yoga and the meditation, it really does help clear your mind and reset for the day, the time, you know, even if it's in a midday reset. Um, And I will always forever lean into that. (laughs) Was it something that you had as a part of your life before you started trying to conceive or did you come to this practice or those practices? No, I, I, I did. I had it before. I was always, you know, one even when I met her father, it was like, he was like, oh my God, what is all this around your house? And there's crystals everywhere and the moon water and, you know, Love all it. of that. The too. moon water. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. We'll have to do an episode <laughs> on moon water for people who don't know what that means. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stacey, would you give, what sort of advice would you give to people who are struggling on this journey from everything that you've been through and everything that you know now? What would you say to others? Trust your gut. I know sometimes people say like, oh, how can I do that when I'm so overwhelmed and I don't know? Uh, Write down your thoughts, go through them. And on a day that you are more regulated, go back and look and see. Uh, Do your own research as always. Uh, Reach out to people within this community. Just send them a direct message or just, you know, chat with them. Everybody has so many stories and help and everybody wants to see everybody win you know, at the end of the day, I would definitely say that. And always try to do something each day that reminds you of yourself before all of this, because you lose yourself in it. You get so wrapped up in it. You lose yourself. I would definitely say, try something each day to like your old self would do, you know, Mm -hmm. while mixed with your new self with it. Mm -hmm. Lean into the unknown, lean into the faith. Um, and choose what practice works best for you, you know, with it. Right? That is such and then, and advice. Doctors, and like you said, you give them credit and everything else, but, you know, you got to be your own. Like you said, you, you end up being one at the end of the day. So That's I would definitely true. just say try to do something each day that, you know, your old self would do and schedule dates with your friends, schedule dates with yourself, with your partner, with, you know, because, again, it's, it's so consuming it's you know I remember packing a cooler because we had like a date night and you're in the middle of the parking lot giving yourself shots I mean this is life this is what you got to do you know and that's okay you don't need to stay home because of it you can get through it and you're always a lot stronger than you think you know and that idea of incorporating infertility and trying to conceive into your life as opposed to letting it take over your life, I think is such incredible advice to give. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Stacy. I can't thank you enough for sharing your time and your journey and your oh, story. I have just loved watching how things have unfolded for you. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I found your program. It definitely played a huge role in everything. 
you know, really the time and the support and just your gentleness again and your energy with it. It's really great what you do for everyone conceiving in this community. Thank you so much. If people would love to reach out to you or learn more about you, what's the best way to do that? Through the Instagram, Soul Mama. Awesome. And I'll make sure I put a link down to that in the show notes as well. And I wish you nothing but the best for the rest of your motherhood journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so I can keep all this information coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, check the links below in the show notes to join me for more daily tips to support your fertility journey. And don't forget to visit my website to learn more about how the beautiful practices of yoga, meditation, and breathwork can support you as you're trying to conceive. Until next time, sending you all my love.